Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Hello and welcome to episode 27, how to use your body to strengthen your spiritual gifts. In this episode, Tony and I talked about how you can really tune into your body and when you do tune into your body and take care of it with exercise, the food, even the conversations about your body, you will be extra sensitive, even more clear vessel for your spiritual gifts to come through. We cannot wait for you to hear this episode. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome back. We're so excited that you're here for another episode. Today's episode is all about really tuning into your body to increase your spiritual gifts. Yeah, and I love this episode because I've been somebody who I've used my body as a tool to overcome like depression and overcome feeling sad throughout high school and middle school. And I've used sports to do this even though back then I didn't, I wasn't really as aware that I was doing this. It was just my instinct to do it. And then over the years, um, I've seen it transform a lot of people's lives just by taking simple steps of using their body as a tool to transform their mind. Yeah, and I feel like Tony has been a pro at this. For me, I just didn't feel like working out. I didn't feel like I wasn't motivated to go on walks. I wasn't excited to get up in the morning and, and move my body. And seeing Tony do it for, how long did it take me to get on board? Like more than five years or something? Yeah, really? but you've slowly gotten on board. Each year she's worked out more and more and you've eaten better each year too. Yeah. You've never, you didn't get perfect, you know, and you're still not perfect with it, but I believe this year you took a huge jump back in December is when you started the net May or mm-hmm. was it January? January. January 1st. It was, but you started to eat healthier in December, I remember. And then she joined the net maze. What is it? Um, it was a three day detox at first, which I did before earlier in the year. And then she had something called a 30 day challenge. And Danette May is someone, if you look her up, she's online. She does a lot of Facebook lives and videos on really eating whole, whole foods and moving your body. Um, she had an interesting story that kind of hooked me in. So Tony was the person in the background in my ear saying, come on, get up, let's work out. You'll feel better. You're going to get more energy from it. And your readings are going to even feel more clear than they already are. And I was hearing it, but my want and my need for it wasn't as strong as it could have been. And for me, I had to experience a lot of negative self-talk about my body to actually shift that. This episode will talk about um, how you can further your spiritual gifts by using your body, but it's also going to touch on the importance of just the benefits of what can happen in your life. And with Danette May, her story was that she lost a child and already she was used to moving her body, but it actually got her through her depression, was getting up and going for a walk outside and it helped her move through that. And it reminded me of my story when I lost Nick, because the thing that actually got me moving was just wanting to take walks outside and tuning into him. And it was my time to walk outside that I would actually have conversations with him in, in those moments. Yeah, and I look at it, that's exactly what it's used, what it can be used for as a tool to 
tap into your intuition and tap into the other side and past loved ones because when you're moving, like you said, when you're blow drying your hair, you've said that several times yeah. that you'll get a lot of intuitive advice. And it's because our body is a tool to actually tune into our, high, our um, deeper senses that we probably are not aware of that we possess in the right. moment. And I know you always say the quote from Elliot Hulse. Yeah, Elliot Hulse is like a personal trainer, and I've talked about him several times in some other episodes that we've done. And he lives in St. Petersburg, Florida, actually about maybe 20 minutes away from us. But I found him on the internet on YouTube, and he, he said, your body is your mind. And once I heard that, I heard that about maybe four or five years ago, and once I heard that, everything just seemed to click in my mind. It was like a puzzle piece to where I've known for several years that my body was a tool to transform my life, but it was like everything I learned about the law of attraction, quantum physics, all of the books I've read over the previous six years before I heard of Elliot Hoss, which was about five years ago, all of that compounded. And then when he said that, your body is your mind, I was like, that's true. Our body is our mind. So meaning the same way that we focus on good thoughts to create good things that we want to create, like where you focus go and where your focus goes and your energy goes, that's what you mm-hmm. create in your life. We could use our body to change our focus yeah. positively. Because like you said, when you walk, went on your walks and you were going through that rough time after Nick passed away, that would make, cause you to feel better. Yeah. Yeah. It caused me to like take a moment. It like moved energy that I was holding in me whether it was anger or sadness that moved that energy. And you know, it reminds me of Dr. Shaw, my acupuncturist, which I love her so much. If you're in the Tampa Bay area, you have to see her. She's absolutely amazing. And she was working on me for years when it came to emotions and the grief that I was experiencing with Nick. So I had some different physical things that were changing. My whole face structure, you've seen pictures of me. Even when we, I first met you, I think my face looked different. Yeah, it was like you were getting, it was swollen up, yeah, like inflammation, especially around her uh, third, eye. third eye area, which was, it was interesting. Which, because I was working to strengthen the third eye area, and I know some of you are listening to this, so you're not seeing where I'm pointing, but in the area between your eyes, um, in the middle of your forehead, that's the third eye area. So where you can clairvoyantly see, clear seeing, um, I was so focused on seeing more clearly, intuitively, and developing my psychic awareness because I wanted to connect in in a mediumistic way. So I wanted to connect in spiritually to Nick. Um, So that's where my focus was. It was unbalanced. I believe that it's good to, to connect in psychically and learn about those things, but I was so into that stuff that I really wasn't living outside of that. I was like so connected spiritually and so opened that it was exciting, but also draining when I didn't have those boundaries. So what happened was my face was holding in a lot of grief. Um, I was eating macaroni and cheese like every two seconds. He would come through during reading saying, you need to make sure that you eat and you know, you're know you doing different things. Um, and I found that going outside actually helped me. But going back to the acupuncturist, Dr. Shaw, you've Met her I've before. met her before because I had to go pick up a prescription for you. Yeah, it was like herbal. And stuff. I still need to go there. I'm going to. Yeah. It's just one of those things I haven't done yet. 
Yeah. Lindsay's been telling me to go for, for years. For I years. tell everyone to go to her. But what she has is a magnetic. Um, so it's a it's a magnet that's attached to a string, and she put it over my body in certain areas. And she, there's emotions that are held in your body. So there were certain areas in my body, just say it was like the liver, that I was holding in an emotion. And the word that, the emotion that was held in there at the time was abandonment. And she could actually see the range of the years that I had an experience, a traumatic experience that caused that emotion to be held in that organ. So she saw between, you know, I'm just making this up, between the age of 20 to 24. I was like, yep, that's exactly, you know, when Nick passed. And she could actually sense by my own body um, what kind of emotions were held in there. Now, it's not to freak you out and cause fear. It's the moment that you're aware of this, it can be released. It can, because now the more that you get a, become aware of it, you start to notice when you have pain in yeah. certain areas of your body. Yeah. And when you have pain in certain areas of your body, if you tap into it and think about what emotions have I been suppressing lately, like what major event, maybe you quit your job and went to another job or you, you're moving to a new city or some kind of stressful event, has that happened recently? And think about that because a lot of times the pain in your body is actually your suppressed emotion like Dr. Shaw was reading. Mm -hmm. And I learned a lot about that from a guy named Dr. John Sarno, which... I've talked about in this podcast, um, in our podcast episodes before, and it's just anytime you have pain in your body, just understand that continue to play sports, continue to do the things that you love to do, whether it's walking or whatever it is, because that'll cause the pain to move through your body. That is, of course, if you don't have anything broken, like go and yeah. get an x-ray. If something's broken in half, like that's going to cause pain. But if it's anything that's not broken in half, I mean, more times than not, it, it most likely is suppressed emotion. And we're not doctors, by the way. Side note. We're not doctors, but, but from our experience, yes. and if you start to look into this and look at a lot of what the top researchers in this field are coming to a conclusion over the years, it all points to one thing, that most pain in our body is suppressed emotion. But like Lindsay said, still go to your doctor <laughs> and still do all of that. But it was, it was interesting how I went through that back pain last year for yes. six months. And it was right after I quit my job teaching and went full-time into my education business. And that's what usually happens is some kind of huge transition happens and then pain pops up. And it's kind of like the resistance in your body trying to stop you from going outside your comfort zone. But once I figured that out six months later, after I stopped working out and doing everything I loved because I was scared that I was going to hurt something, Mm -hmm. It wasn't because I couldn't do it. It was like I more had a fear, oh, if I do this, I'm going to hurt it even more. Which is totally not like you. But it's at the not. Time, it was... And that was the interesting part. It's not usually like me, but I went to a chiropractor, and sometimes when you listen to people in white coats that are doctors, like I have all respect for them, it kind of it impacts you more. And I think yeah. that's what happened to me, maybe. I'm not blaming it on the doctor. It's my own fault, too. But for six months, I stopped doing things, and then once I started to really continue to educate myself in this and think for myself. I moved through it and now I have no pain. And anytime I have pain in my body and I'm playing basketball or whatever, I just, I think about what, what emotions am I suppressing? Yeah. And immediately 
the more I start to do this immediately, I'm guided to what emotions I was suppressing because that's how our mind and body works. If you teach it to do something, it'll go there when you ask it to. Yeah. So I ask it and it tells me and then I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. If it's this and I just work it out of my head and I'm like, and I release it. So I work it out of my head and I say, everything's going to be okay with that. I'm working hard to, um, so if I have a fear of, if, you, if some of you may have fears of not being able to pay your donations or your bills, we call them donations, mm -hmm. but paying your bills per month. So if you have that, when that fear comes up, you just think about, no, I'm taking steps each day to create an abundance in my life. And you keep your focus there as much yeah. as possible. Right. I think this is such a topic like we could spend hours with, but I feel like in the most pain that you experience in your life, if you let it be the lesson, it's probably not happening during the moment, but after the moment and reflect on it, you could have huge shifts take place. You will have huge shifts taking place in your life. And I feel like there's times where you could actually numb your emotions. And that's when, if you numb your emotions, it will show up in your physical body. And what was happening to me was, I was having constant negative thoughts about my physical body. I was comparing it to what it used to look like in college, what it used to look like in, in high school. And the interesting thing, I started to notice a pattern in my life. When I was in high school, I was so focused on gaining weight. I wanted to gain weight and fill out more. And then when I got to college, it actually happened. And I remember my friend <laughs> saying, Lindsay, we used to go and get Dunkin' Donuts coffee and I hopped in her car. She's like, oh my gosh, you look chubby. I said, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I was actually excited that I looked like I was filling out. And then I went to Australia and I ate everything in sight, drank tons of wine at that point, came back and was told, you look like you're getting pregnant. And I thought, oh my gosh. And I was really <laughs> listening to every little thing that everyone was saying. And it caused this unhealthy talk in my mind when it came to other people's opinions about what I look like. And it was coming out because that's the opinion that I had about myself. There was something off with it. Um, so one of the things that I started to recognize this was this past year was that negative self-talk about what I used to look like and how I wanted to get back there. And oh my gosh, I look in the mirror. Like am I, I would ask Tony like, and my legs looking bigger? And he made me more aware of my conversation. I don't know what you told me, but you said, just focus on consistency. If you walk every day, something's gonna shift. And I would say, well, do I look any thinner? And- Yeah, I'll tell you not to ask that Yeah, anymore. don't ask not, that, just stay consistent. I know you like to hear, people like to hear compliments, but I was more telling her, instead of being attached to people's opinions, if you look yeah. thinner, focus on, Ask the question, am I being consistent with the habits that I know right. that I need to do? Which we all know, eat healthy, so figure out what that means to your body because everybody's body is differently yeah. or you know, works differently with foods. But we know that health is mostly greens and things that grow naturally from the earth. Whole foods, those yes. are the healthiest. I mean, it's already out there, document it. But you have to figure out what whole foods work for you. And then focus and I, on that. Focus on that, focus on walking. And that's what I meant by that when I was telling her. But I just wanted that reassurance, like, yeah, you're, something's shifting. Because I didn't believe it myself. But no matter how much anyone would say it, I would have to check in with someone else. Mm -hmm. So that's draining. That's draining for the other person. That's draining for you. And I had to shift something. And what happened was I made the intention 
that I was gonna shift something and that's when I came across Danette May. So it was everything that Tony was already telling me and teaching me, but I needed to hear it from an outside source because I was so used to hearing it from the same space. And that could be frustrating <laughs> for the person too that's been drilled but in you were, head. You've been, you were getting better every year, so that's a thing. It, it was a process, yeah. but then Danette May was kind of like a thing that would put you yeah. over the edge. She, I don't know what hooked me in, but I was ready. I was like, I'm so fed up with the way that I'm feeling. And what ended up happening was for the spiritual gifts, um, even though I was already in tuned with the spiritual realm and giving psychic readings, and I, I felt like, you know, I was enjoying them, my clients was in, were enjoying them, I became even more aware of my physical body when I was up on platform doing group readings and how my body was moving and how things were shifting and I was I always felt spirit tapping me like almost like a pulse and you get that too you feel like a pulsing mm -hmm. so just know that that's probably not your physical body it's actually spirit touching your physical body or, or making an impression that energy is kind of moving um, but I became even more aware of that so I took time to kind of fine-tune what I was feeling and where my body was placed when I was giving the group reading I started to notice oh my my foot is facing the direction of where I need to go in the audience. So ju so after you started to eat healthier, like with the Net yeah. Maze program, and you notice a huge difference in your ability of body awareness. Yeah, of body awareness. Yeah. I, because and that, I felt good and, it, and energetically, I wasn't so focused on the negative self-talk so I could put my energy towards something else. Right. So you, it was like you had a clear stream to look at rather than I yes. have all this distortion of negative self-talk and all that so the clear stream was rolling through you yeah and then now you're able to tune in and feel spirit tapping on you right and for people who are not interested in that you'll be able to tune into your intuition and figure out your decisions that much quicker right just by eating healthy and then clearing your thoughts too because that's a big thing if you eat healthy but you still have a lot of negative self-talk a lot of that will counter a lot of the healthy eating i'm not saying that you won't benefit still but it, you won't feel as good because the self-talk is huge too. Yeah. But it just so happens that once you start to take those baby steps like you did, like eat, you're like, all right, I'm not going to work out really now, but I'm going to change my diet. And that's what you did. And once you do that, you build momentum and then the self-talk slowly goes away. Wouldn't you agree that it slowly Definitely. goes away as you start to implement more and more health habits into yeah. your body? And I just thought of something too, that I lost, a bunch of weight when Nick died so I actually like my appetite wasn't there so I couldn't eat I remember them trying to feed me soup and I was just silent like I I, I felt like a mute actually like thinking back because I feel like that was like a different person um, and I just remember them talking about me when I was right there but I couldn't speak I remember them saying she's you don't understand she's not eating and I couldn't stomach the food so what happened was is I lost so much weight that when I started to feel better I was eating but I don't know what happened I didn't gain weight right away I think it was actually when I met you that I started to gain weight and it felt more of like a protection like a barrier for people not to hurt me um, the outside people yeah. to hear opinions of us being together because I dealt with a lot with that, yeah. you know, being Nick's friend, you have people that are really happy for you and then you have other people that yeah. want to put it about them. 
So it's it kind of plays a major role in all of this. So it comes back to emotions. It does, and a lot of times, the, some of the people listening will could relate to that because they're suppressing something, maybe a tough situation in their life, and they're just putting on weight because it's like a protection. Right. So it's really you're storing your emotions also. Yeah. Which the whole point of this episode is to help everybody understand that a lot of that will continue to happen. But if you use your body as a tool to shake that up and to allow it to flow through you yeah. and to carry everything out and that way you're going to hold it onto it, then you will have a clear channel to look at. And yeah. you could increase all of your spiritual gifts if you're a psychic medium or if you're intuitive or a healer or a yoga master, it doesn't matter what it yeah. is, you're, you're going to get better at whatever you're doing because of using your body more intentionally. Exactly. And this is the one thing that I notice. like you don't have this issue going on, but I notice that when mediums are starting out or working, we, we store a lot in our hips and in our stomach at the very beginning because we're using energy from the solar plexus and somehow, I guess it's like a protection thing that we kind of store it there. So Tony um, made me aware of the foam roller, which I haven't been using it like you do, but mm -hmm. walking is my thing. And just moving the energy from different parts of your body to kind of move that stagnant energy. So yeah, foam rolling. We have one right here, but we're kind of attached by these microphones, so <laughs> I can't grab it. But it, we've talked about foam rollers before. Right. It's literally like a cylinder of foam. And it could be, I like the ones that are more hard because you kind of need that yeah. to flatten out your muscles. And what it does is it basically makes your muscles to, instead of being short and tight like they are from walking too much or working out, your mus all of your muscle fibers be become short and tight. And whenever you use a foam roller, you smooth them out and they call it myofascial release mm -hmm. to where it makes your muscles actually release energy. So it releases tension and then your muscles become long and dense. Yes. So, and then it's, or long and soft is what I meant. Long and soft. I knew what you meant. I said yes because I was thinking of the next thing that I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. I know, but I can't help it. Yeah, so then you're relaxed. It makes your whole body relaxed and it helps you, I believe, release emotions too. Yeah. Because if you're foam rolling a part of your body to where you're holding those emotions, you're relaxing it to where that energy could just release and move from that part of the body. So when you just said that, it made me think of a question that you guys might be thinking, and I don't know how we're doing on time, but yeah. you're probably thinking, well, how do we release that emotion? What if I don't even know what I'm feeling in that part of the body? Well, while you're working out or while you're doing that foam rolling or while you're sitting getting acupuncture or Reiki, whatever you're doing to kind of help your mind, body, and spirit, there may be a memory that comes up or a person, a human, that you think of that you're like why did i think of that memory like that hurts me thinking about that again there is something that's in your subconscious mind that is getting released just by seeing that so don't avoid it ask yourself questions to kind of get yourself there thinking okay why am i thinking about this person why am i thinking about this situation what am i holding on to right okay. and the more they start to do that obviously the better they better the better they'll start to get at it yeah. by tuning in and paying attention to when you're stretching a certain part of your body, what thoughts am I having right now? That's, yeah. a, that's great to look at. And then it might seem hard at first if you're not used to doing this because your thoughts might be going so quick and you have a lot going on in your mind. But once you start to tune into this more and more and every day you practice this, you will see what you're suppressing. You'll, you will start to see the thoughts. And like Lindsay said, just by observing that 
and not being attached to it and just allowing it to flow out of you, you, re you can release a lot of that tension that you're holding unconsciously. Right. I remember, I just thought of a memory. This is coming up for a reason. I, when Nick died, I started to get heart pains and I went to the doctor and they did an EKG and it was nothing. Like there was nothing going on with my heart, but I actually felt pins and needles. I felt pressure and it was like I was holding on to the sadness. Mm -hmm. The moment I knew that everything was okay, it made my mind settle. Like, okay, there's nothing wrong with your heart, but it made me more aware, okay, I need to start doing more things for me, for, yeah. my, for my soul. And by acting and moving your body and doing certain things, you released a lot of that and then yeah. you're fine. And that's, that's what causes a lot of people's actually physical symptoms and a lot of diseases and stuff like that is by holding on to stuff for so many years and not even right. realizing you're doing it. So you that's why yourself too. I'm so passionate. Exa exactly. I'm so passionate about this episode because um, it's going to help a lot of people by apply applying what we're talking about in here. Yeah. So with all of this that we've given you, just know that you're going to be extra sensitive psychically. You may get tapping, you may get goosebumps, you may get temperature shifts, you may get a feeling in your stomach. So we hope that you enjoyed this episode. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes. And remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.